So, Mom, we were actually just talking about this a little bit, but one of the things I'm wondering about right now, because it's like, yeah, you know, the the lesson of the year is learning how to do what I want to do all as much as I can and how to facilitate that. And so I guess what I'm coming up against is the fact that even when even when you're you're pursuing that, it seems like you always have to sacrifice. And I'm wondering what what sacrifice means to you guys and how how you deal with it and 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 how you maybe internalize it. Um, I, I don't, I don't use the word sacrifice. I use the word choice. You make choices. Um, oh, that's good. Mm. I like that myself. Yeah. I feel better about it already. <laughs> okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it, it's, it's choices. It's not, uh, people will, people like to use the word sacrifice and, um, it always hit me. Not in a bad way, because I don't use bad or good, but it always kind of like, oh, you know, I didn't enjoy that word. And um, so, I, you know, so, you know, I was saying the thing about doing choices. Like, you have a choice. Hmm. Um, you may want to go in a, in a direction, and something pops up that sends you in another direction. Uh, and so you have a choice. Do I keep going this way, or do I go this way? And that's just all it comes down to. At least that's what I feel. And those choices, there's no right or wrong. It's just a choice. Just a choice you make. And some people go, no, I'm going to stick with this, you know, no matter what. And the, the, I think the word sacrifice kind of means that, oh, gosh, you know, I'm sacrificing something to get something else. Mm. And that's not real. That, in my philosophy, that's not really true. Mm. It's not really true. The way I think about it is, um, it, it, and we just were talking about goals, and you said you don't like the word goal. And I understand that. So instead of goal, a light in the darkness ahead that you want to reach, and then that light, you know, it, it, it keeps going further and further in front of you because there, there's nothing that we really reach. But if there's a light in the darkness that we want to go toward, um, when the going gets tough, that's when you think of what your focus is and remember that long-term place you want to get to, you know? And, and I think that there's a wonderful, it, I've, I've used, I've said this to so many people, but there was a psychologist who was doing their thesis at Yale and she was in her office, and it was just like a whole bunch of offices, and this IT guy was uh, just opening the office doors, going to see if anyone needed some help. And uh, he opened her door, and she looked so wild-eyed. Um, and by the way, this is from psychologist Kelly McGonigal in one of her books, The Upside of Stress. Uh, she looked so wild-eyed that he said, ah just another dark, cold night on the side of Mount Everest and closed the door. And it took her a moment to, to realize what that meant. And it kind of opened her mind to think, yeah, when you are, you know, we all have our Mount Everest, whatever it is that we are trying to accomplish or whatever that light is in the darkness ahead of us, it, 
it's a goal that is worthy, that is tough. Of course it is. It's Mount Everest you're climbing. You're, you're going to be cold. You're going to be tired. Of course, this is important to you. And I think that that really helps put that into perspective. Hmm. Yeah, I hear that. I had another question, sort of, I guess, on the same beat, but different. Hmm. What, what, are, what are the lessons? Because... I'm, I'm looking around at, at things that are aspirational to me and watching the people that are doing those things and being like, boy, I, I, I'm glad I'm learning not to be that way <laughs> now, you know? And so... How do, how do you mean? You mean... Like, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing the way that people interact with the world that I'm trying to transition to being music mm. and, like, I'm seeing, oh, that, that behavior that that person's holding right now I, I want I, I, I want to know to avoid that now before I become successful. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure you know the the general survey would say that you're both incredibly successful at your careers. Mm-hmm. So what what were some of the lessons and the things that you had to learn after you became successful that you wish you maybe learned prior or knew going into it? Oh, that that's that's a that's 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 an easy one. Is um, people have uh, and it's, it's nobody's fault. They're not doing it maliciously. But people will always tell you what you should be doing and how to do it. And they're, they're very animate about it. You know, you, this will not work, you know. <laughs> and um, I realized that, you know, it's, it's a, what's the word for it? It's, it's a learned thing. I mean, we are taught that as we're as we're growing up to oh that person depending on where they are is more knowledgeable and they know so you gotta you know follow what they say and um i i would not do it the same i would not do that i'm glad i did it the way i did it but it always was something that stuck with me Mm. that that you know somebody's always trying to tell you what what's right and wrong and good and bad and everything like that and mm. and it comes from you know comes from nowhere really mm. um, but but that's that's the one thing that i would have um is there something you wish you had done that you you took that advice and went oh i've got to yeah um when i was growing up they they told you how to act and don't say this don't say that um and they weren't saying this, but basically they were saying, don't trust your instincts. Mm. That's what they were telling you. Because we know and, you know, and so um, at one point, I started trusting my instincts. And it was like everything kind of opened up. Mm. And, I'll, and a good example is when I was growing up, I had a, I had a, a strange, and I'm still the same way, as as you know, um, I have a tendency to speak what's on my mind. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and, and for a long time, they said, don't do that. No, 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 don't, don't, don't say that. Uh-uh, don't do that. Uh-uh, no, you know, don't. And the thing was I realized is that, that my sense of humor comes from that you know from that sort of like 
And, um, and that was one thing that I had to trust, you know. So it cut off your personality well, it, to, yeah. to try to be oh, careful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to be, to be mm-hmm. like other people, you know, mm-hmm. to be, oh, you know, and, and, um, and when that, you know, when I let it go, it, it just opened up a, a, a whole new world because people went, oh, you're funny, you know, oh, well, that's good, you know, and uh, they trusted me more, which is very interesting. Well, they do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> well, of course not. You know, because, Shut up! Because your, your, your problems just run real <laughs> deep. And I don't want to go down that, you know. That Michael, how long have we known each other? Uh, well, uh, 30-something years. Good Lord. Because wow. you, you started, when you started on Deep Space, yeah, we it was, met. It was 30 years ago. Yeah. Yep. We met. That's when we met. Yep. And um, it, it's, it's, you know, I remember being young. I remember being Django's age and going, oh, I want to be able to say that I have friends 30 years old, you know, 30-year-old friendships. Yeah. And now it's, it feels, yeah. it does feel the way I thought it would. Yeah. It's pretty great. And it's really interesting because, you know, the things change all the time. I mean, you know, the relationships change all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some go into different areas, you know, and, it, and some get stronger. You know, I mean, uh, LeVar, Burton and I, uh, and I don't, I didn't hate LeVar and he didn't hate me. It was just sort of like, he was, uh, LeVar is like a, a force. Yes, he is. And, and you know, if, you're, if you get in his way, <laughs> you know, he'll steamroll you. He doesn't mean to, but it's, it's like he has this force that he's going to. And um, His eye contact, I think, is like mine because I make people nervous. Mm-hmm. I know when LeVar looks at me, I'm like, oh, my God, he's looking right through me. Mm-hmm. And he knows what happened when I was two. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. For for me, I think he was. I was just part of uh, this group of people, and he had. Now he had a goal. What was his goal? Uh, to to rule the world. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, I've uh, actually heard that from him. Yeah, yeah, and um, and it, and he and I. It wasn't like we didn't get along. Because it wasn't on that level, you know. It wasn't on a, oh, you're my friend and you did me wrong. Nothing like that. It was just that we were, we were castmates, and there were things that kind of went down that were sort of like, well, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't, you know. And and now Lavar and I are super close, like how super, great, super close. Love the guy. So I like hearing that. Yeah, and so those type of things. And mm-hmm. then you see other people that, you know, you go, oh. I think I'm going to keep them over here. Yeah, like us. No, no, no. Like <laughs> Boy, you are sensitive today, aren't you? <laughs> but uh, so that that is interesting to me. The the because Deep Space was your your second your second mm-hmm. show as the same character. And mm-hmm. what was that like? I mean, I'm sure a million people have asked you this, but like mm-hmm. the emotional part of it, like stepping into this new group of people and you're yeah. like, uh, you know, from in, in fun to being... difficult. Actually, you know what? I took it. I, I knew there was going to be two things that might happen. One is that people are going to be pissed at me. You know, 
who who does this guy think he is? You know, you know. Oh, we have to hire the guy from Next Generation to come in and save us. You know. Well, wasn't that true? Totally. Yeah. But I'm saying the attitude. You know, people, people. You know, and and I did because you guys were. Oof, was, oh God. Oof. The acting was going on. I was. No. Um, Thank God I took acting lessons you. from you, Michael. I learned so much. No, I um, it, it, I, and I thought that there would be animosity. Um, and, and then the other thing that I, uh, on a personal thing, I thought, well, they've hired me to do this and that could go two ways too. Either I come in and I do a good job and things work out really well and everybody's happy or I go in and, and it's really terrible and I'm just an overpaid asshole. Mm. And so I think that don't say it. I, I don't have to, Michael. Yeah, that's true. It's that's in true. your mind already and everyone else's. <laughs> so I was both. <laughs> I was both. <laughs> um, and, um, but interestingly enough, and this is another lesson, you know, it didn't turn out anything like that. I mean, I think that whatever the actors felt weren't, it, it didn't come to to the level that it would be it was an issue in fact the first year they had this you know kind of welcoming thing for me and i thought it was you know i thought it was funny and brilliant and and um what the the, the film at the christmas party yeah yeah the um that was that was sedig and me yeah i know the golden lobe <laughs> yes and they made up an ear award it was a Christmas party, but we did a film mm -hmm. uh, to to welcome Michael, and it was a real send up. We went to Kerry McCluggage, who, uh, who was a Paramount exec. We went to everybody. President of Paramount Television. Yes, hmm. uh, it, yeah, the president. Mm -hmm. We went everywhere, Sadiq and I, and we said, "Okay, so we're doing <clears throat> this film. Um, tell us what you think of." one of the Muppets, we, I can't remember what we chose. It was, it was Sid who thought of them. Um, and so they would say what they thought of the Muppet. And then of course we made it as if they were, we were asking the question about war. <laughs> <laughs> so what were some of the responses oh, you get? They'd be like, it was, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I think it was, I don't know about Carrie, but one of them was like going, I don't even like him. <laughs> you know. Well, they're big and hairy. It was yeah. like things like that. And I think Carrie went, um, yeah, well, I think it's a great, you know, okay. who is he? Because no. <laughs> it was always someone different we were asking them about. That's great. And but but the, the hilarious part, <laughs> yes. and I think I told you, was that uh, Nana was sitting behind me. And I knew it. I mean, I saw within a 30 seconds, I went, oh, and I got up, and she literally jumped up and pushed me down in my seat. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, because you had to see the whole thing to know how much we loved you, how happy you were. Oh, but I'll it, tell it was a send up, and I was like going, "But that I don't give you. I want to be, you know." But you only send up people that you love. Oh yeah. You, you don't. Was, you you, you just do a freeze if you know. No, it the, was it was brilliant, and and the and the the, the good thing was was that. Um, Every, I thought everything really worked out. I mean, Nana and I got very close, and I was already close to to um, Armin and Kitty. Mm. Uh, I had known them before, 
And um, everyone knows Armin and Kitty. Yeah, everyone. And and Sadig and I had a had a, a wonderful relationship. You know. Well, you came to Sunday dinner back then. Oh yeah. Bef- you know, before Django was even born, you were coming to Sunday yeah. dinners. Yeah. And those were long and rollicking. Oh they? my God. Yeah, oh, they went on forever. And and uh, big big arguments and talks oh. and lots of stuff being worked and a out. Lot of, the whole world a being lot worked of, out. Uh, humor, mm-hmm. you know, at other people's expense. Oh yeah. And a lot of food. <laughs> and a lot of food. Yeah. And I do remember um um Buster. My my favorite thing is uh, I go um I come in and I go, hey Nana, how are you doing? Hey, what's going on? And Buster like, how you doing, Michael? Yeah, how old was he As then? Three year old, eight, eight yeah. year old, six. No, no, young, six. younger, six, uh, around five, actually. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? I go, uh, good, Buster. You know, how, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing really. Everything's working out for you. When <laughs> I go, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I'd like to do this, and this is a little difficult. He says, well, don't worry, you know, things work out in the end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. He I'm was. Just, I'm looking at him going. Yeah. He, he came out as a full-grown man. He, as a full-grown he man. did. Yeah. He totally did. He did. He was, he was, you know. But yeah, so I didn't have any preconceived notions about what was going to happen. But I just thought to myself, well, and it was, and the third thing was, it was a challenge. Because you literally were going, okay, Michael, we want you to come in here and be part of this, this ensemble. Yeah. And it was, it was, uh, I took it as a challenge. So by that time, the voices of the, the the advice and everything was starting to wear out, and you were kind of totally, uh, totally. I, I filling out your own shoes. Yeah, I I think before I got uh, Star Trek, I, I realized that people were uh, they weren't doing anything malicious, but they just they really were trying to impart information on you based on their experience. But that wasn't your first series. Star Trek wasn't your first series. What was your first series? Chips. And what was it like in that era? What year was it? Uh, 79. I was in there 79 till 82. 79. What was it like to be a star of a series in 79? I I wasn't a star of the series. Uh, The the two guys and and Bob Pine were the stars. And, um, And I was reoccurring. Mm. I did 60 episodes in three years. Mm. But in those days, they did 26 episodes a year. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was there. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But but it was, um, it taught me just about everything I needed to know about this business. I never saw it. Did you have to ride a motorcycle? No, I was in a car. You were in a car. I was in a car. And, um, but it was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, to it. I mean, literally, they had a budget for cocaine. What? Wow! What? There were vials rolling all over the floor, and people going into their trailer, and and um, it was, it was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Did that ever? Pardon. Did that ever carry over into your life at all no, during that time? Not at all. I no. mean, after that, there was a, um, uh, there was a couple of years where it was pretty rough. Uh, in terms of the business, mm-hmm. but uh, but what it taught me was, you know, save your money. It taught you don't um, give your money to accountants without mm-hmm. checking every day where that money is. No uh, kidding. Uh, 
No um, kidding. It We've all me. been burned. Yeah. Oh, and it and it taught me that um, you know you uh, when it's over, like the day that that show was over for me, it went another year after I left. But the day that that show was over, it was like um, nobody called. Mm. NBC didn't call. Nobody cared. Mm. It was like there was silence. And it taught me that when it's over, it can be over. You may get lucky and go to something else, but it's it's done. Mm. And so that was a real uh, eye-opener for me. And you feel most joyful when you're on a set or doing a, a project, do, is that is that your yeah your 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 freedom, your joy, everything? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you talk about music. I mean, I, I thought about this a little while ago. That um, uh, well, two things happened when I went back to do Picard. This the last. Uh, I just you know it's been a long time, and I realized how much fun I was having, how much I really enjoyed being mm. there, even with the makeup. It was. It was a blast. That's the thing, right? Yeah. We go, no, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. But there's something. Yeah. It's you, you really do. And when you get when you get to mm -hmm. it, 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 it's almost not. It's not sour grapes, but it's a little bit of. I, I don't want to fall in love again and be and not get to do it. Well, you know what? And, and this is the thing to know. I don't know about. I, I, I don't. If you, I'm sure you have come across it because you've been in it. You know, same thing. Um, is that actors, for some reason, once they get a job, they just hate it. <laughs> they, just, they, could, they could just be clawing and scratching and, and trying and sacrificing and, you know, in their minds for, to get this job. And then within a year, they're going, oh, this is stupid. Mm. And you go, and I saw that. And I go, yeah. How about you, but <laughs> I'm staying here. Well, I'll tell you, when I was doing Chicago, it happened in other jobs, but mm -hmm. when I was doing Chicago on Broadway, mm -hmm. I'd be backstage and I'd go, I'm too tired because, you know, your body gets to you. And uh, I'm too tired to do this. And I would have to think the thoughts, think specific thoughts, and go, I'm on Broadway. Listen to that orchestra. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Feel that light. And I'd be back. Yeah. But you really do have to guide your brain back there because it's easy to let your body go. <laughs> I want to go home and go to bed. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, and um, and and I, this has been for years. I I I was in music for not to any great degree. I played in bands, and I cool. you know for I don't know a few years. You said the, you said keys, p piano. No, uh, uh, bass guitar. Oh wow! I I know my way around a piano, and but not. Not like to Matthew's extent, but I I took lessons when I was young. But bass is my uh, my instrument. Awesome. And the thing about acting is that um, with music, the bands I were in, competent, could play, but there was a moment in every in not every performance, but some t rarely, but it happens where all of a sudden everything just gels mm. yeah it's like it, it's like something you never felt you just go i mean there was one thing one time i was playing and the music was just i mean everybody and we had to stop we literally had to stop and just go whoa and that's what happens with acting mm. Mm. is that there are moments when you just go oh wow 
Yeah. yeah. Avery called it God showing up. Yeah. And it's just like, mm-hmm. <gasps> I remember there was, um, uh, I did a play at, at um, UCLA outside, um, As You Like It. Mm. And I was working with Tessa Thompson. And we had a moment. She's brilliant. Everything's, and there was one scene where she did something and I did something and we just were going that we didn't have planned. And those are the moments that really kind of, you know. And I had this on this show. Um, um, Michelle Hurd was spectacular. I love Michelle Hurd. Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a great human. Mm-hmm. But oh. it, it, talking about music, and I, it, Matthew and I actually had this conversation in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you sing, Michael? I, I'm not. A, I'm a rock singer. I don't, I don't sing, sing. Well, because this jazz singer mm-hmm. came up on, on the channel we listened to in the car. Uh, have you ever heard of Johnny Hartman? No. Well, Matthew said, he said at first, he said, if Michael Dorn sang, this is what he'd sound like. And I... You want to play it? Yeah, yeah. play it. I, I want to see what Michael thinks of this. With John John Coltrane. Yeah. Just to put it over the top. Just to put. <laughs> Michael Dorn and John Coltrane. All right. <laughs> I might have to skip ahead here. No, you'll get it. Here he comes. Good music, no matter what, right? Beautiful. Here you go. The very thought of you makes my heart sing like an April breeze on the wings of spring. I mean, I I love that you sing rock, but your your charm and charisma <laughs> is directly in, yeah. in 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 that vocal styling i, yeah. I completely agree with yeah with you know the, the the thing is is that and, and it's probably just my own insecurity about it is that you know those guys you know it's sort of like the uh who's the guy um uh, nat king cole mm-hmm. you know, just this silkiness mm. you know, and I, I've, I've never, t- I've never tried it, but that's Michael. different. No, it isn't. I think it's different. It's not. I've taken singing lessons, and oh. it's not different. If you have that in your vocal quality, mm-hmm. that's how you're going to sing. Yeah. You, I mean, you could. I could. You know. I'm not. You know. I <laughs> not that anyone wants to listen to that music anymore, except me. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Oh. You, you, you spend years. You spend ten years getting that vocal quality, and nobody, nobody, nobody no one that. comes. I mean, well, uh, eight hundred thirty-two thousand monthly listeners. Yeah, I've never oh. heard of him before, and then also. Billie Eilish is, you know, the biggest artist in the world, and that's like her vocal styling is old school I, jazz. I, that's right. I can't. I I I've watched on YouTube this Billie Billie Eilish Eilish, and I haven't heard how she sings. It's it's all the stuff around her mm. that's really interesting. But mm-hmm. I'm looking. I said, this person is like really really famous. You know. It's like, 
crazy famous. Mm-hmm. You know? I, yeah, I, I don't think she deserves this at all because she's 20 years old. Like, I, I don't think that she deserves a, a scrutinous eye, but I watched her Disney documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched a few mi- minutes of it because it, it's true. Her brother does her production, and her brother has pulled off some really you know, I mean, well, I, I, I could talk about it with a musician and they're like, oh, you know, it's nothing. Like anyone could do it, but he did it mm-hmm. and it, yeah. right. it reached everybody's ears. Well, that's the point. Mm-hmm. But her, I mean, you know. And she's also culturally, you know, in a moment where women want to go, yeah, do what you want to do and yeah. don't follow what everyone says you have to be yeah. well, well, a, as it, a woman. The, the other thing, I, I, I'm so far... Um, detached from that world, and not not because of choice, but just the idea that these are people that, I mean, their sensibilities are someplace else. You know, it literally, like uh, Billy comes out and she starts singing, and they go crazy. Mm. And you go, I don't know why they're going crazy, but they're going absolutely crazy for her. You know, I mean, if you listen to, like you said, you listen to somebody like that, you listen to. Uh, Ella Fitzgerald, you listen to, you listen to Coltrane, you listen to Lee Moore, all, all these guys, you kind of go, ooh, I get it, you know, or you listen to um, Thelonious Monk, you know, no matter what, you kind of go, I get that. Right. Know? Immediately. But, but yeah. this you is, may not like it, but, but you, you get, get it. it. You, mm-hmm. And you understand why they are where they are. Right. You know, and, and I just. Well, but David Cassidy was a moment too, so, you know. I mean, Thelonious Monk was how many years ago and still with us. Who knows how long these are. But I have to say, I do appreciate her. I appreciate her sound. I appreciate her uniqueness. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. no. And I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not really kind of going, oh, yeah, I don't get her. Not at all. It's just the idea that that I, I see it, but I don't understand it. Well, I remember when Notorious B.I.G. died. You know, you're gonna bring you're gonna bring all this stuff up, aren't you? She, she's she's blacker than I am. <laughs> I came in this trailer. I said, "Hey, no, uh, no, you know this guy, Notorious Biggie." She goes, "Jesus, Michael, it's Notorious B.I.G." Well, he it's was so Biggie funny. Smalls. He was Biggie Smalls, but you said Notorious Big just died. So it was like, oh, Michael. You're calling him out, Mom. Michael. Oh, totally. And there was one other song. That I, um, I said, I said, hey, no, no, this, um, um, uh, it's no, no diggity. She goes, no diggity, Michael. Yeah, that's it. That's really good, isn't it? She's like, yeah, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, you, you know where it is now? It's on commercials. It's on commercials. I know. I and I still like have to stop and move every time I hear it, even on TV. It is so good. Yeah. I, I don't know what else is in the lyrics. I only know I like the way you work it. No yeah. giddy. No diggity. I, it, She's got class and style. Whatever. It was just. Yeah. But it's funny, I saw this this song, Everything I I Miss at Home. And I'm looking at the song, I'm like, wow, I heard it. I went, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Oh, my God. And I look at it, it came out in 88. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. What are, you, what are you mostly listening to now? I mean, like, what are you? Oh, I've gone retro. Oh, okay. I've gone 90s. Mm. Um, God, Trevor, Trevor. Trevor, Trayvon, no, 
Um, oh God, what's that song? Um, dun, 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 for a minute. Can we talk? Can we talk for a minute? Tevin, Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. That's, that's 90s. Now, this isn't one I know. Yeah. Uh, Diane Reeves, 90s. Oh, um, yeah. It's like R&B is your, oh, is your beat, I think, your pulse. Yeah. Silky for a male, oh. male vocalist, it, it's really lovely, mm. actually. Yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah, I like this. Yeah. I like this. Sound. And this is 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I 90s R&B was good, 90s like R&B um, Brown, I think Brownstone, Brownstone, Brownstone. Oh, oh. What was their song? Um, oh. is it from um, the, the movie? I don't know. I don't know. If I, you love me? If you oh, love me. Oh, yes. If you it. ever get a chance, did you see Living Out Loud? With uh, Yes. I don't remember it from that, but I listened to it nonstop. Oh, I love this. There is a, they call it the um, ecstasy dance with Holly Hunter. Oh, really? And she goes to a dance club with Queen Latifah. <gasps> remember that yes i do remember that dance mm-hmm. yep but i knew this song before that movie yeah yeah so so that's 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 where i am that's mm. where i am right now and i just and it's it's weird because i'm discovering stuff that you know that's old did you yeah. venture out from that for a while and then find yourself returning like i went know? from i uh, you know i played uh funk for a lot of years um, I loved Prince. Love Prince. Love Prince. I thought he was a genius. Yeah. Um, and there was, you know, um, a little bit of the eighties, um, aha and tears for fears. Oh, yeah. I hated that. I like tears I for fears. I hated I'm, all I'm, of I'm that. with you on that. Yeah. I was it. doing a karaoke to everybody wants to rule the world uh, yeah, last night. Yeah, just really, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, um, and so that was that was the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Earth, Wind, and Fire was all through the. Oh 80s, my so, God! You know, and then the 90s were kind of dead for me because I was working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but then I got into um, Anita Baker, mm. and I just it, it's just the words, you know, mm-hmm. the feeling, and it just it just gets me. It just gets me. Is this the right one? Is this the ecstasy? The 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 Brownstone. song that's the playing. One, the one that you were no. playing. The one oh, that's playing. the one. That's oh, the ecstasy. shoot. That I looked up it. the I looked up the soundtrack to Living Out Loud. But yeah. this is nice. Ecstasy. I love this. The ecstasy dance. Mm. Uh, Holly's ecstasy dance. Yeah. No. You gotta. It, you know what? You gotta watch the. If video. you love yeah. me. You gotta watch the video. Okay. The video. Yeah. The video is fantastic. Yeah. And I like that sort of, um, you know where. They're doing a, a, a scene, and all of a sudden, you break out and dance. You know, mm. they did that a lot in in the uh, Bollywood. 
Mm -hmm. A lot of that. Mm -hmm. There's a really heavy scene. All of a sudden, everybody's dancing, you know, beautifully. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I kind of like that. I like that a lot. So. Um, I wish they did that more. Or yeah. I wish they did that more and made it work because it can be hideous. It can be mm -hmm. hideous. Yeah. yeah. It can be hideous. But um, who, who, I'm. Um, this is a strange question, but who who were you in the eighties? Like, when? How old were you? And what do you what do you remember of that time? Um, the senses and surroundings. You were in L.A. I was um, I was enjoying stuff. Um, I, I because of Chips. There's a Chips was a a top twenty show. It wasn't top 10, it was top 20, but it was a network show, and so everybody saw it. And I would go to nightclubs, and they would literally come to the front of the line. Oh, my God. The whole treatment. The whole treatment. And it was a time where um, there was a, a changing of the guard in terms of the sexual re revolution where women were going, you know, we can be as big as assholes as men can, you know. Mm. And it was the sort of thing where they were as aggressive as men were. And very sort of like, you know, I'm going to, you know, have my, my cake and eat it too. Mm. Because before then, they just, it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that, was, that was pretty fun. But it was, it was, I drank a lot and, and uh you know, I never was crazy. I never lost houses and stuff like that. Because whenever I get to the point where I, you know, it came between me and mortgage, I went, okay, I'm going to do the mortgage. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, and, you know, and it was, it was, it was rough because um, I was not doing, I always did a lot of commercials, but I, I wasn't doing well in the acting. And then I happened on a, a acting class, uh, Brian Reese acting class and he he taught me or the class taught me how to do it you know how to really do it how to get a job hmm. not how to act because I knew how to act but how to get a job and uh, and then I went through that whole thing with accountant with accountants and I mean it was uh, and in the middle of that I just went okay that's it I sold my house I paid off all the things I could pay off and I got a little single apartment in Toluca Lake mm -hmm. and that's really was, yeah. and I was Happy, I was happy. But I got to tell you a mm. crazy story. Talk about this thing is that um, I was I was doing really well. I mean, I would go out for three or four jobs, and I'd get two of them, mm. or I go out for two jobs. That's and, outrageous and, numbers. And one, yeah, you know. I mean, it was I was working a lot, and then I got a, a call for a pilot, and Ellen Green, yeah, Morning Maggie was the name of her pilot. And I went in, and it was like, I read, and oh, Michael, the producer, the casting director, director, they're all like, you're the guy. When you walked in, you were the guy. We hope that you could act, you can act. And they were just like going crazy, right? So I said, don't worry, you're going to network, which is the big thing. And so the day I was supposed to go to network, I get a call. I was supposed to be there at 10. I get a call at 9 from my manager. She goes, Michael, you're going to, this is funny. You're going to laugh when you hear this. Uh -oh. I say, what? She goes, you're not going in. And I go, well, why not? Well, <laughs> you're going to laugh, but you're not black enough. 
Oh, God. Oh, God. And I went, <clears throat> she goes, yeah. And uh, I went, okay. And, and I hung up the phone and I didn't talk to the business for three days. Yeah. I was just like, wow. And they hired uh, Larry Riley. Do you know who he is? I knew Larry Riley yeah. very well. He's the guy that got it. I did a series. Mm. Uh, I did a, a, a soap opera with yeah. Larry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, and so that was... But I came out of that. Oh, you know, my God. No more drinking, no more drugs, no more nothing like that. And it was just getting down to nothing else. No house, no nothing I didn't want to have. And just getting back into acting and really, and that's what happened. So, I, I, I think Larry Riley left us. Oh, long time ago. Yeah, what happened? AIDS. 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 Yeah. Mm. Long time ago. Because he was doing... Either Falcon Crest, I think he was doing Falcon Crest or one of those shows, and he looked, you know, how it is just before yeah. he had lost. All yeah, I do. Yeah, he was not, and everybody knew they kind of went, yep. Ugh. So that led into this. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I was, we, we, we want to do so, but I, 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 may I, may I ask one more question? Of, of course. Like, um, we were talking about the, the joy of, of doing the thing that you love and, the the place that I'm in right now is still having a lot of fun, but I'm I'm working on a on a record, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm I got I, I'm not anywhere yet, you know. I, I I am where I am, right? Like that's how I'm seeing it. But that's a good way of putting it. It's sometimes harder to enjoy this moment, you know. Why Why is it harder? I have to remind myself. I have to remind myself that that this is. This is process, you know, and it's your Mount Everest. I'm in the middle. Exactly. I'm in the middle of achieving a goal. Um, but mm -hmm. I was wondering what what you both have found the protocol for also feeling that joy and also being your true self in, in the moments where you're working towards something, mm -hmm. to put it in a nice way. Like, do you guys do you do you guys have certain things that you, you need to remind yourself of or anything like that? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I have to remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing, that I wish I had this language back then, but now I go, this is my Mount Everest. Of course it's not easy. It's, it's something important to me, and there are going to be hard days. Um, and I also remind myself that it's very human. It's all very human, that it, our emotions last 90 seconds, but if we grab onto one, like, you know, feeling less than, um, it, it, it can go on for days or even a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, my attempt always is to go, it's human, it's human. How, how do you it's mean just it? how do you an mean emotion. It's, what, what do you mean? it's 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 something we all experience: being overwhelmed, feeling less than, feeling like we're not where we want to be. It's it's being embodied. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were pure spirit, I'm sure we could accomplish everything really easily. But we get tired, we get hungry, mm -hmm. we get caught up, we get caught up in thinking the things that are uh, somatic are actually who we are mm. rather than just to do with our body and its needs, mm. you know? So I try to remind myself of all of that. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. One time I asked Michael, Michael, what are you thinking about? 
And you said... Nothing. <laughs> and I said, that's impossible. You're lying to me. And he said, no, no. I can think of nothing sometimes. No. Nothing is going through my head. <laughs> and they... they and, uh, oh, no, no, you got to be thinking about something. <laughs> no. I, I do that too, Mom. I'm like, wait, no, but I'm like a chronic overthinker. So I'm always saying, like, no, like, it's impossible. You can't just be thinking of nothing. No, Michael can. Oh, yeah. what, a, oh, yeah. what a joy. And, and the thing <laughs> is I, you know, and didn't I say something about, oh, it was something that I wanted to share with you where somebody said something and the guy was like, um, well, it's, 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 it's the, the idea that men in general, not all men, but men in general, literally don't think about anything. They could be just thinking about nothing. Mm. Like, like there's just, and it was something I told you. Um, you're, you're actually the first man that I've experienced who can say no, nothing, because usually when I ask that question, I get several layers deep of thoughts, you know, and you have to ask the question three times before you get to the actual thing that they're thinking. Yeah. But so you are the first one. I don't know if it's men in general. Michael, it could just be you. It could just be me. <laughs> um, it, it was, remember I, I said, hey, I, I want to share this with you. And it was, it was either a cartoon or a show or something said, okay, na na, this, this is what a man's about. I you don't, don't remember. I don't remember that part. I just remember you saying you were thinking about nothing. That's what stuck with me. Yeah, nothing. nothing. But you know, the thing I, uh, that I remind myself of is all the time, which is uh, I have a, I have a, a, a thing that I do, which I see other people doing really a lot more than what I'm doing. Directors, actors, not so much actors, but directors. I'm, I really, you know, they're directing this, they're that, you know, or they can open a movie and, and you go, oh God, I really want to do that, you know, or God, I wish that was, and then I stop myself and I go, um, what I'm doing, um, very few people have done. No kidding. And where I am right now, it could be a lot worse. A lot worse, you know? And you just have to be grateful mm. for where you are. You just gotta go, whatever you're doing, you know? Because I think what happens for me is that once you get, once you get tied up in the idea that, like you, you tend to think that what you've done is not really, um, not important. It's not really an achievement. Well, yeah, I, I was on a show for 11 years as the same character and five <laughs> movies and still making money as a convention, but I'd rather be, what? Yeah. You know, you go, mm. huh? And even, even if you're not even doing that, you know, where you are in your life is, is, it could be so much worse, you know? It could be so much worse. Mm. I mean, which means, sure, you gotta work on things, but I don't let, I try not to, I'm not perfect, but I, yeah, I know that's, that's difficult. But um, <laughs> I try to, to, to not go there when, when I see people doing really well, mm. you know? like. Uh, Denzel can open a movie, you know, 
or, you know, they have so much power or, you know, or Regina King now is really becoming or Chandra Rhimes, you mm. know, it's just, you mm-hmm. kind of go, you know, and then I go, Michael, you know, yeah, you know, what we, what we've achieved is, is pretty spectacular. I mean, you're going, I mean, you're still, you know, going on these fabulous cruises, you know, that you enjoy, you know, and you're getting paid for it, you know, who does that, you know, so. Um, and you'd like to, you know, you said, I really want to do like that Western that I told you. Do, about. do you know what I want to do? Mm-hmm. I want to do an audition. I just got an audition. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know why this sticks in my cross so much, but I have to do, I have to put on a white piece of paper where I'm from, who my agent is, my name and my height and hold a white piece of paper under my face, it's like I'm being, you know... Fingerprinted? What? Fingerprinted? Yes! Yes! And it's like, oh my God, I don't mind at 17, but at almost 65, it's like, oh my God. It's, you know, that's the... and And I start to, you know, just try to claw my way out of that feeling. But you're right, and... It's interesting. I took a a course uh, from Dr. Lori Santos. It's a free online course Yale University offers about happiness. Mm -hmm. And it's a human thing. We compare ourselves. It's just the way our brains work. Mm -hmm. And when we compare ourselves with people who do better than us, we are going to be unhappy. But if we realize our place in the world wherever that is Mm -hmm. in terms of how unfortunate it could be Mm. we feel much more grounded it's just human it's just human but you don't but you need to you need to for me at least i just that that's where i go to i i just go okay all right michael you know really you know yeah what you've achieved yeah it's yeah i mean you are the klingon Mm -hmm. you are the klingon and, and, you know, after 35 years, they call you back and they want you to do another few episodes. And you go, okay. You know. That's pretty cool. So That's pretty great. But, I, you know, but I, at this point in my life, uh, I, I really want to direct this movie. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You need to. I know. I really do. And so I'm not going out for auditions. Not going. You don't go out anymore. I'm not. You know, there's one coming up on tomorrow, and I'm going. No, no, no. I said I wasn't going to do this, and so I'm not going to do it. Let's talk about that movie. But there's something I want to do with you. What? Uh, just a, a little, uh, a little taste test. Of. Of of, zero proof cocktails. I came up with a few. I want to see what you think. Okay. Put 
three cocktails in front of you, and these are no one's calling them mocktails, or they shouldn't be anymore. No, they're zero proof cocktails. Zero proof. Uh, now, which one should I? So try the red one in the martini glass first. This is from um, uh, Derek Brown, uh, a mixologist. What do you think of that? Very nice. It's nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the sour in that one. Yeah. But it's th- it's thicker. It's, yeah. yes. And you know what causes that? The aquafaba. The chickpea mm. juice. Oh, really? Yes. Chickpea juice. Yes. Mm. The, and chinato, which mm-hmm. is, you know what chinato is. Yes. Um, and a lemon, maple syrup, apple cider vinegar, and salt tincture. Which is a big thing with drinks right now. Hmm. So you like that one? I like that one. Very would much. Would you want that when you come to dinner again? Well, these other ones I haven't tried yet. No, no, I know, but I'm <laughs> I'm trying to eliminate. Would you say you would want that again? I, I can't answer. That. Uh, okay, all right. So now let's go to. Well, the it was, the, it was very political. That was very smart. The one, the one I've made. Now we talked the other night about a zero-proof gin, but I've made a gin and tonic with quality tonic and a lot of lime juice. See what you think about that. Okay, all right. You didn't get that one. Oh. No. No. You do not like zero-proof alcohol. Uh, No, actually, it's, um, it's really... Well, I'm not a fan of it. You're not a fan. Okay. So we can eliminate that one as a possibility. Mm -hmm. The last one is something that I came up with. I was actually going for something called the Cloudy Tokyo that is such a great name, right? Totally. Such a great name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bartender Christopher Harris came up with it. But the only thing I really stayed with was uh, green tea that was in it. So it became a totally different cocktail, and it's the Michael Dorn now. Oh. So um, taste that. Mm, You like that. Very tasty, yeah. You like that. Yeah. It's a tiki cocktail. Is is that uh, that, uh, pineapple? It's pineapple, coconut, green tea, Mm -hmm. uh, salt, Decanter bitters and falernum, which yeah. is a tiki ingredient. Now, that's what I'd have for, for dinner. That's the one you choose. That's the one I choose. This one's really good, the red one. Yeah. That's really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And you also loved the one that I gave you that was the uh, basil. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Coconut soda and jalapeno with lime juice. Those are the winners. All right. I got to say, uh, in order. Okay. First, <gasps> second, third. First is the Michael Dorn. This one? Oh, wait. Oh, oh one. that one, which is unnamed. As of yet unnamed. I see. Change that's, that to the Michael Dorn. That's, you want that one to be the Michael I Dorn? I want that one to be the Michael Dorn. Okay, that's the this Michael Dorn. This one's delicious. That one I just. Yeah, that's I, your I drink. It. Yeah, that's my drink. Okay, so the basil, coconut, okay. Delicious. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. So we need to come up with a name for the tiki drink. How about um, 
the tiki drink. Oh, no, Michael. No. So tell us about this movie. The Singapore Sling. How about no, that? that's no. already a drink. You can't do that. <laughs> to uh, cl uh, cloudy, cloudy Tokyo. No, that's, that's already no. taken uh, to. About, it's such a great name. So, uh, how about the um, how about the um, the Oahu Luau? Michael. Uh, Yellow beverage. There are many things you've accomplished in your life. This is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> what is this movie you want to direct? Okay. It's a uh, Western, because mm. I love Westerns. I was raised on Westerns. Uh, at one point on TV back in the late 60s, there were 10 Westerns on television. 10. And um, uh, always liked it. Uh, I, I liked the... the um, I also love the directors that um, that directed these just beautiful movies. Um, if you watch any of them, they're they're pieces of art. You know, they they paint a beautiful picture. Um, what do you need to do to get this movie going? Uh, I need five million dollars. Okay, all right, Django. I, I left my wallet in the car. Okay. Oh, um, uh, the old Dad. wallet in the car yeah. trick. It <laughs> happens every time. But, uh, I fall for it every time. That's why these movies aren't made. Django keeps well, leaving his know, wallet. There, there's, there's. Uh, I, I pitched it a, a few times to um, um, about three or four companies last year. And that's really nothing in terms of how many times no, you have to pitch something, not at all, right? Not at all. And and they like the writing a lot. Uh, and I got offered. They said, "Well, we want to talk to you about coming on staff for the for writing." And I and I said, "Okay." Oh wow! But then the um, uh, the um, mm. pandemic hit, and everything just kind of blew up. Has that um, been helpful for you to kind of get some more perspective on the the story that you're trying to tell, and like what the, kind of the, marinate the on pandemic? On the, yeah, well, just the, the break, the the the. I guess an extended period of time where you had to kind of step away from that process. Uh, not really. Uh, it was done. It was done. It was done before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. And, um, and it's, uh, I'd I like to think of it as a, a cross between like the Magnificent Seven and Pulp Fiction. But that's, that's what it is. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, it's wide open. There's so many platforms, you know. You just got to oh, get into one yeah. person. That's it. Yeah. And, and this, is the, this is the heartbreaking thing is that people that you know that are in these positions, there's this one lady that I know who's pretty high up in this one um, company. And I send it to her. And you kind of go, well, we're friends, you know. No. No. It's like that might oh, work against you, actually. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, that is very true. So that's that's the thing, and you, in what you're talking about about how you want to achieve and what mm -hmm. you know. I the one thing that I know about myself for for many many years is that I can't do two things at once. I can mm -hmm. only do one thing at once, and I want to put all my energy into that because I'm you know, at this point it's like, you know, and you know me. I mean, I I. I'm always asking questions at you know on sets, you know, and and they just go, oh God, Michael, excuse me, I have a question. Oh God, <laughs> oh Michael, <laughs> and it's and it's that sort of critical nature that I have, and that'll serve you well now. And that's the thing is that mm -hmm. it'll be on me. It's my responsibility. I have to do this, you know, in terms of if I'm going to be critical about anything, I better be critical about myself. To me. Is there is there any chance that I can get on that set just so that I can be there going, uh, Michael? I just have one question. <laughs> just wait. Let me just hold. 
let me hold production up for one hour while I ask you this. Is is that possible? <laughs> no. Okay. You guys were funny. You guys were funny on Deep Space. At first, they were trying to be nice. Because I go, excuse me, why am I standing here? And they go, well, well, Michael, you know, it's really, you know. And after about a year, they, I go, excuse me, why am I drinking this? Oh, just, just say the lines. <laughs> Jesus, just say the lines. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, because, because I've always, I've always done this. I've did it. I did it on Picard. Did you? By the end of the, by the end of the season, I was like. I have a question. Oh, oh no. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, to me, it sounds like a very fresh idea. Going back to the the film, the, the the idea that you're working on, with with what you were saying about the styling being like, mm -hmm. uh, I think of the Searchers when you talk about oh, like, like the the, Lord, the yes. Western painting style and yeah. the great the great sunsets and the, oh, yeah. the cabins and stuff, but like yeah. Having that with the Tarantino flavor, it's mm -hmm. like it, it. It feels very fresh. It feels very new to me. It feels yeah, like a twenty-four. And I don't. I don't. I'm not going to copy Tarantino's style. But what I what I liked about him is that he chose actors based on the part. Is that this guy would be great for this? This guy would be great for that. This mm -hmm. guy would be great for that. And the actors did. You know, I mean, what he wrote was was wonderful. Hopefully, uh, they'll be able to to understand that. Yeah, you know, I didn't give you the script. Yes, I did. I read it. You read it. I read it. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. It's it it reads. I don't. I, I've read scripts that go on to become huge hits of yeah. things, and I read them and I go, "What is what? This is never going to be anything." Mm. But I read this script. And it read like a, a book to me. It was like, oh, what's going to happen next? I was completely oh, cool. oh, engaged. Thank you. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we're a good do. story. Yeah. Is there a place that people can? I mean, uh, your your social media. Do you, do you keep up with your journey on on social media? Not, Anything not you much. Want to plug? Not much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I you know I think what's happening is now that this thing's been announced with Picard, there's going to be more. Um, you need to get back on Twitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe keep everybody apprised on what's happening. It, yeah. it, do you have a do you have a title or? Oh, the title of the mm -hmm. the movie. Yeah, it's um, Quentin Hawk, The Road to Trinidad. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you're gonna have to keep people up on yeah, on yeah. This. I, you know, the thing is that I think that that's that's the um, we'll hold you accountable. Yeah, I, you know, I've been fighting social media for so long, and that I think it's it's the future. It's yeah. not even the future; it's the present, right? You know, right? So I think you're right. I think it's a, it's time to to really like inundate it with this, yeah. You know, well, try to come up with some kind of some kind of thing to go. Okay, you know, they they also wanted me to do a a Kickstarter program, and and I kind of went. I've been fighting that for two, for three years. Yeah, I don't know what I think of Kickstarter. I don't. Even, I I don't know what or I or go 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 daddy go fund me go, go fund, fund me. me. I, I don't know either. I don't know. Go kart go. Go kart go. <laughs> Michael gets it totally wrong. <laughs> I, know. I know. A go kart shows up at my house. What is it? Do you put the go kart? 
But for the for the listeners that don't know, where can they where can they follow? Do you have uh, social media at the moment? Or yeah. You're... Oh yeah, Michael Dorn, um, uh, Facebook and um, uh, AKA Wharf. Cool. Um, on Twitter. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just going to take a moment to mention that it's always interesting and challenging to have you to dinner because these days you're vegan Mm -hmm. and cooking vegan is very different for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a starter of this roasted cauliflower that I Mm -hmm. do in cumin and lime juice and garlic with uh, a lime, pickled lime aioli. I've never said aioli. I hope that's how you say it. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, to eat while I do stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we're having a true Spanish gazpacho. Mm -hmm. And then remember when we were in Vegas, you had, we had dinner together Mm -hmm. uh, and you had a vegetable paella. And I said, how is it? And you went, it's fine. And I thought, oh, it's because the vegetables are all kind of cooked in the paella. It's not interesting. So I've tried my version of vegetable paella. We'll see what you think. And then I did make strawberry sorbet oh cool and it's going to be on a little bit of roasted rhubarb oh so that's dinner did you make enough for like the the ninth fleet i you know i always do <laughs> you know i always do yeah yeah oh and lodge bread with oh, okay. olive oil yeah all right you know django mm-hmm. you'd be perfect in the movie would i yes what oh. character uh there's a guy named billy who is uh uh, he's part of the um, the bad guys, and um, he is a. Uh, there's, oh, there's Blake. I remember him. Yep. yep. I've got an excellent bad guy beard at the moment. Oh, I've got the perfect oh, and, Western and bad guy beard. Yes. The, the best part <laughs> is that is that your ethnicity, mm. because it's not. It, the thing is that in the old West, everybody was so different, mm. and you and you you don't have that sort of like American ethnicity about it you know which mm-hmm. is which works really well yeah and that really wasn't reflected in the films and tv we saw it was very white oh my yeah 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 oh it just it just was it wasn't like that it was just horrible yeah i mean to think about what they did yeah. you know and we're talking about you know uh actors and and we pat ourselves on the back i don't but I, I'm part of an acting community, so I got to say we. Um, we pat ourselves on the back because we think we are so. Uh, what what not forward thinking? What is? Um, uh, it's it's another word. Pro- progressive. Progressive. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We're so progressive, and oh, we do. Yeah. No. <laughs> Holy. Especially smoke. back then. Uh, oh my goodness. Forget about back then. Um, there were two. Oh, breakfast at Tiffany's. And Andy Rooney. Oh. I mean, uh, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney, yeah. Holy mother of pearl. Yeah. That's nuts. And yeah. they did it again with um, Kate Kate uh, Mulgrew was in this movie, uh, Remo Williams, with um, Fred Fred Ward. Fred Ward, yeah. I remember that film. They got Joel Grey <gasps> and spent three hours making him <gasps> a Korean. Yes. Wow. And they patted themselves on the back. Yeah. About it. Oh, look what we did. This is... 
I bet Joel Gray is going, no, 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 Michael, don't talk about that. No one remembers oh. that. Now they do. I'll say we're we're running a little long, but I will say okay. about about everything, everywhere, all at once. So cool. Again, <laughs> like plugging this hard. But the, the main guy, and it's so cool, the arc of Hollywood, mm-hmm. the main guy in the movie was an Indiana Jones, and he was the Asian boy who always had to run around saying, Indy, Indy, you know? And now he's got this incredible, fleshed-out character. He, like, completely quit acting and then came back. Oh, really? And it's like, now now the world is starting to accept him and and see him in this starring Is that role. what the, the, you said in the indie movie? In, the, in the, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, it's called. Oh. The, the multiverse movie. It, he's the he's he's the, he's the kid from the indie movie. He, he no? was he was in Indiana Jones. Now the father, the male lead of it, used to be that kid that was always following Indiana around, oh. and it was like just the the wow. arc of of how limited a character he could have back then to like right. now you know opening. I, I think I think it's it must be competing for the top movie in the box office. Really? At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'd love, is, is it on Netflix? It's actually right now it's in theaters. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know where it's going to come when it, when it, I'd love to see it. I love streaming. to see it. Yeah. You'll, you'll definitely love it. I mean, it, it's, it's just a, it's just crazy. It's yeah. just crazy the way that, and that's the thing about, you know, we, um, you know, we just pat ourselves on the back because we're so progressive. Oh, we just, Oh, you know, Oh, and, you just go, no, you're not. We have to keep checking ourselves. Yeah. Oh, have gosh. to keep checking ourselves. As humans, we have to keep checking ourselves. Yeah, you do. You know? You do. You have to start going, oh, my God, what yeah. I just said, yeah. I don't want people to say, you know. What I just thought. Yeah. Wait a minute. Mm. Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Love you, Michael. Yeah. Thank you. No, so thank fun. you. It was so much fun. Are you kidding? And and let's eat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs>